Babies, and welcome to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Nina Spears, the Baby Chick, and today I have a very special guest. I'm chatting with Brian Spears, my husband and business partner here at Baby Chick. Brian is our co-founder at Baby Chick, and he is my husband and father of our two-and-a-half-year-old son, Liam. And he honestly is one of the hardest workers I know. He helps with business development, social media strategy, management, and so, so, so much more. Since we are in the month of June and we recently celebrated Father's Day, I thought it would be great to ask Brian some questions about what it was like becoming a dad. Was he ready? Was he nervous? Was it everything he expected? Brian is sharing his experiences and thoughts on today's episode. Hi, Brian. Hi. (laughs) So, Brian, how does it feel to be on our podcast, Chick Chat, the Baby Chick Podcast? Wow, super exciting. (laughs) <laughs> my my rookie debut. I love it. Well, we're glad that this can be your first podcast. And I promise I will make it as easy on you as possible. But obviously, you know, this month is June. June is all about Father's, Father's Day for us. And I mean, I couldn't think of a better person than to talk to you about what it was like becoming a dad and sharing your experience. Because a lot of people don't know that you are our co-founder here at Baby Chick and all the things that you do. So I thought it would be fun to introduce you to our listeners and yeah, share your experience of becoming a dad. So you ready? Sure. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> Love it. Perfect. Okay. So before I start asking you a ton of questions, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself so you can introduce yourself to our listeners. Yeah. So I'm Brian. I'm the co-founder Behind the scenes, nobody really knows I exist, and I like to keep it that way because Nina's so great at what she does and her expertise in, in all this area. So I grew up in Texas and Houston pretty much all of my life, and I'm a dad of uh, one boy, and that's about it. <laughs> Perfect. And guys, in the beginning, I swear I didn't pay him to say those nice things about me. That was just very sweet of you. But all right. So becoming a dad, I want to know, Brian, so did you always know that you wanted to be a dad? Yeah, I think I I always knew that I was going to be a dad one day. I didn't necessarily know. I didn't have like a set time that I wanted it to. I was really just looking for the like perfect situation with you know meeting a kind of the traditional route of meeting a you know wonderful woman and us i guess you know falling in love and and doing that whole thing and and then having kids that was how i saw that i really didn't know how how exactly it was going to turn out well, I'm glad. That's good to know. I mean, pretty sure we had these these questions when we were dating because <laughs> if you didn't want to be a dad, I don't think that you know we would be on this podcast together. <laughs> but but yeah, it's interesting to know, you know, when when a man thinks like, "You know what? I think I could be a dad." So, you're saying that you pretty much knew all along that you were one day going to have kids? Yeah, I mean, it's not something I sat there and and <laughs> daydreamed about. about every day, but <laughs> It was something that I just, I knew, you know, if I found the right person that um, I would have kids. I always wanted to, I guess I always took it really serious and I, you know, feared having a situation where I would have kids with somebody that, you know, I didn't like. 
I had seen, I had seen situations like that and I really wanted to try and avoid that because growing up in my family, I, I felt like it was a super normal family. You know, my mom, my dad still married and I just, I, I feel like I, I just had a very normal family life and I, I wanted to have that same type thing rather than like, uh, you know, a single home kind of family. Yeah. Totally. Single parent situation. Situation. Yeah, for sure. Which would be super tough. Can you imagine? Oh gosh. Yeah. Single parents out there, I mean, holler at you. I I bow down. Like that is the hardest thing. I mean, yeah. I I have a huge respect for single parents. It's so tough. But now now I'm just curious, when when you were thinking like, yeah, I could have kids, did you ever think like how many kids you wanted? Two to three. Two to three. Okay. Just curious. Yeah. I think twos, at least two, because then they have somebody to entertain them with and grow up with and be friends with. Having that in my family growing up, I've got two brothers, as you know, and especially Matt, my middle brother, we grew up at a much closer age. And so it was fun having the, you know, getting to practice sports together, getting to play games together getting to do a lot of, you know, that growing up together. I couldn't imagine not having that. Yeah. That's a very special experience for sure. So when did you feel you were ready to become a dad? Was there a moment in time that you were like, you know what? Yeah, we could do this. Truthfully, there was, I mean, (laughs) I never necessarily felt like ready. It was just kind of like, you know, where I, I knew I could get myself, maybe I was like 90% ready, but I was never like, oh, I'm 100% ready to be a dad. But I knew that when that situation happened, I could, you know, I could pull that other 10% and I could just say, okay, well, it's going to happen now. So time to, time to get ready and put your dad pants on. <laughs> so you're saying that like, basically, you don't know if you ever would have felt like 100% until you were like thrown into that situation. Yeah, pretty much. But <laughs> I feel like I, I live a lot of my life like that, where I don't know if I'm fully ready, and then I just kind of dive in and go for it. Yeah. And I just yeah, have to sink or swim. Yeah. So what were you thinking when you found out I was pregnant when I when I told you, you can tell people, you know, how I told you and all of that. But I, I'm curious, like the thoughts that immediately went through your mind when you found out I was pregnant with Liam. Well, she surprised me. I don't think you, I think it was just a random day, wasn't it? Yeah. That, yeah, you surprised me and you told me you had a surprise for me and came upstairs and gave me a little box. And usually I can, usually I'm pretty quick to be like, oh, I, I know what that is. But I think it did catch me off guard and I wasn't totally expecting it because. I probably just wasn't even expecting or hadn't gone through my mind how you would tell me. And so when you surprised me like that, it it really was a surprise and caught me off guard. And of course, I mean, I I was excited. And then also like, you know, we're in a different kind of situation than a lot of people. If we were just doing the traditional, like, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, eight to five, Monday through Friday job you've got that security, you'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah, perfect. But when you're not in that situation and you're having to hustle every day 
and you're trying to, you know, get your business going, you know, you're an entrepreneur, um, it can be a little like, okay, now I've got, uh, you know, it's, it's something else to work toward to get secure. Yeah. That added pressure. Cause you know, I, I feel like, I, I don't know if it's, you know, how it's the society norm because things are, are totally different nowadays and, and there's not as many, I guess, barriers you could say. It's not like in the 50s where it's like, oh, the husband works and the wife stays at home and does this and that. So I think that I still have to feel that sense of like, okay, I need to make sure that my family is secure and we can survive everything, I guess you could say. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And I will say to you guys who are listening, so when I found out I was pregnant with Liam, it was February 1st, and I told him that night. And what I said to you was, hey, Brian, I actually, we had agreed before that we weren't going to get each other anything for Valentine's Day. We were just going to go to a nice dinner. And so I said on that day, I said, you know what? I already bought you something for Valentine's Day. So since we're not going to like exchange gifts, I just am going to, I'm going to give it to you now. And so um, I put the pregnancy test in like this box and wrapped it up and everything. And so you thought you were getting a, a Valentine's Day present that I had like bought you or something. And then you looked at it and you were like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. It was, it was quite the moment and he was definitely shocked. And, and I remember after you looked at it, you were like, okay, what next? (laughs) What do we do now? (laughs) And I was like, basically we just ate, we just, you know, eat right, be healthy, take a prenatal vitamin, stay hydrated and yeah, just, just (laughs) ate. Okay. So during my pregnancy with our son, what were your concerns? Like what were some of the things that you were thinking about during my pregnancy? Well, I feel like because of your background and your expertise, I feel like I kind of like cheated my way through it because most parents or soon to be parents, a lot of them don't have any idea what they're doing and they're, they're all trying to figure it out together. And so I didn't really have to do that as much because you, you know, you're an expert in it. And so I felt like, I felt like from my past experience of working on baby chick and being around you that I already kind of knew a lot or knew what to expect, or if I didn't know what to expect, I could ask you, or I just trusted like, Hey, you know what you're doing. So I'm just going to go with the flow. And so I, there really wasn't much of anything except for like, hey, when's, when's the next doctor's appointment that we have to go to? Right. Or midwife's appointment. Yeah. 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 So, and, and that, that's reassuring to me that you trusted me so much with my decisions or our decisions for our son. So It did get a little stressful though when our first midwife backed out and then we had to like, you had to scramble almost to find somebody else. And it's like, you know, of course that would happen, but <laughs> it all, fortunately, I feel like it, it worked out. When I think back in the pregnancy, I don't think of that situation. I'm like, oh, that was such a stressful time. I feel like it just, I, I feel like you found Nancy and, and things just kind of worked itself out and it was barely even a hiccup. Yeah. 
I agree. I honestly, I I almost forget about that because the rest of it was just so smooth sailing. And honestly, it worked out for the best. In my memory, too, it's just like barely a blip. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Fortunately. So during my pregnancy with our son, we took Bradley Method classes. So you guys who are listening, you'll know that I am a childbirth educator. So I actually teach classes <laughs> to expecting parents. So it may sound really silly that I was going to childbirth classes, but I decided that you know, it would still be helpful for us as a couple to attend these classes because even though I know all this information, Brian, you you don't. And I wanted you to feel knowledgeable about like what was going on every step of the way during our labor and birth of our son. So, so I decided to enroll us in the Bradley method class because it's really more about like the husband coach method, all about dads. So I was like, you know what, let's do this because we're really doing this for Brian and for him to feel, you know, more in control and more, you know, knowledgeable about all of this. And for all of you guys who don't know about the Bradley method, it is a 12 week class. So it's about an hour long, hour, two hours, maybe, depending on how many questions like the other parents in the class have. (laughs) And it's for 12 weeks. So it's definitely not just a one-time kind of thing. So Brian, what did you think about me saying that we were going to do these classes? And then what did you think about the classes after we started attending them? Well, I mean, originally, because at that time, I had gone back to a full-time job so that you and I could pivot our business. And then that was going to help us, you know, pay for bills and health insurance and, and be able to do these things without the stress of like, Oh, where's, you know, how are we going to pay bills? And so because I did that, I still had to work on our business and which meant that I went to work from 7 a.m. to, I don't know, 4 or 5 p.m., and then after work every day, I'd, I would have to cram in, say, an eight-hour day on Baby Chick into a few hours. And so when you told me that, it was a little like, like, ugh, like I, I don't have time to go and do this. But, you know, I trusted it was probably a good thing. And I don't think I had a choice not to go. And so, <laughs> and two, I was thinking that, uh, you know, I, I know what to do, this and that. Because of everything I've I've read on Baby Chick and and also being around you, but it actually was a it was a really good class. It was good one to kind of see like other dads in my situation, so that I could, I guess maybe get like a baseline of of what's normal for like what normal dads are thinking in this situation, and then two to be around other people who are in that same situation. And then despite hearing Nina and and our team talk about different things and me, you know, coming across our content one way or another, it still was really helpful to, to take that class and just learn more in depth than I had before. And then two, like to practice how to support Nina during childbirth was also just really helpful. So could you imagine doing like one of those classes that's like a day long? 
it's like a four hour class one day versus what we did. How do you think, you know, me dragging you, not really dragging you, I'm, I'm exaggerating y'all, but me saying, Hey, we're going to do these classes for 12 weeks versus doing like a one-time class of like four hours or an eight hour class you know, would you have preferred the other or would that have still helped you? Do you think that this was better or worse? I'm curious. If we did it for 12 weeks, did you say? So it would be hard to cram all that in, I felt like, to a four-hour or maybe even an eight-hour class. And then even if you are taking a four or an eight-hour class, I mean, that's a lot of stuff to cram in at one time. And that could... You know, like trying to retain everything you learned in an eight-hour class could be a lot. And so having it split up was nice because you got to focus on certain areas and pay attention to those. And then you could, you know, it's easier to retain. And, and, and plus you got to, I don't know, it was like something to do and getting to go meet with the other expecting parents. It was entertaining. Good. So overall, would you recommend other parents take childbirth classes? Yeah, I definitely would. Especially most people are not in our situation where I kind of have like you as a crutch, where like neither of you really know what to expect or what is like an optimal way to handle that situation. And so for somebody, for the 99.9% of people who are not in that situation, I would 100% recommend taking a class just so you kind of know what's going to go on Two, as a dad like it helps you have an understanding of, of what to do in that situation rather than just sit there or you know like you you want to support your wife for sure awesome love that so what did y'all when i first told brian that i think we were we were dating. We weren't engaged yet. But I, I told him, I said, hey, by the way, if we ever, you know, get married, I want you to know that, you know, I will be having our children at home. I will be having a home birth. So I'm curious, <laughs> Brian, what did you first think when I said that I wanted to have a home birth with Liam and all of that? Well, you claim that I said that, like, why do you have to be weird like that? Yeah. I don't, I do not remember saying that. I remember it vividly, y'all. I remember us sitting in the car, you were driving, I was in the passenger seat, and we were driving onto Houston Avenue, <laughs> leaving our townhouse. And I told you this, and you were like, Ugh, why do you have to be so weird? And I <laughs> immediately came back with like, I am not weird. There's nothing wrong with that. And I came, you know, I snapped back. But I'm just curious now, like, when we, you know, were in that situation, that was just me saying, Hey, this is what I want. You probably, I mean, someone else could be like, Oh, I can make her change her mind or whatever, or whatnot. At that moment, we weren't even engaged, but once we were pregnant and I was like, yes, this is something that I still want to do. I want to have a home birth. You know, I'm curious, like what were, what were your thoughts? Well, I'm definitely not the type that was going to be like, oh, I'm going to change your mind. Like, I fully believe in hospital birth. I mean, really, I just have to think like, well, you're, you know, you're, you've been an expert in all this. You know what you're doing. So I, I trust whatever you wanted to do. I mean, looking back, I, I would not have it any other way. I would do a home birth 
hundred percent again. I love this. I'm going to want you to answer that. I want you to continue with that in my next question, but like that's blind trust. I have to say, like, I, I really appreciate that you just trusted me so much and like respected my decision and like what I wanted for our baby and for, you know, our experience and all of that. Cause I know that I I've worked with a lot of couples where the laboring mom wants something, but then the dad just does not feel comfortable. And, you know, you're both becoming parents. And even though, yes, this is her body and she's going through it, you also want to respect the expecting partner as well, the dad or whoever. So yeah, I, I really appreciate you just having that like faith. Did you like obviously like you were just so much more familiar or have heard of, you know, hospital birth. So with the home birth thing, did you have any concerns or, or anything come to mind? No, it just was, I just trusted that you knew what you're doing and you had the appropriate people around you. Cause it's not like a home birth. It's just me and you and we're like, okay, let's figure it out. It's you have a team, so you had your the midwife, and then you also had a doula, and then Mary Alice was there also. Which I'm sure you know if you've listened to this podcast before, you know who Mary Alice is. And I felt like you and we were in good hands. I mean, I can totally understand where somebody could try to change your mind. I, I guess you could say. But I feel like those situations are probably, you know, obviously not in a situation where one of you is an expert in all this. And so I think that that really helped. And then, yeah, the fact that you're an expert, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and it's kind of like when you watch TV shows and an expert comes in and the person who is not an expert is arguing with that person like, no, no, I know better, blah, blah, blah. And so I, I like to sit back and let that expert, one that I trust, I like to believe in them. Love that. So back to where you were going, because this was going to be my next question for you is what was the home birth experience like for you as a partner? Well, I think the home birth experience was, it was, it was great. Not having to drive to the hospital at some crazy hour in the night, just basically being able to be home. And in the comfort, you have all the comforts of your home, being there, you don't have a bunch of people that you don't, that you aren't comfortable with all around you. You just have everything at home. And so I I think that the home birth experience was, I mean, it, it was great. There was nothing other than, you know, it, you pushed for a very, very long time and <laughs> we were running out of time. And that was like, you know, that was getting a little like, uh, I hope this, like, come on, Nina, I, I hope this works out. And then, you know, of course, it was a little interesting when the, the fire department had to show up. And I mean, as they were walking upstairs, you pushed Liam out. And so that was, uh, that was, you know, obviously we didn't end up needing their help, but it just kind of added to the excitement of that whole situation. Yeah, for sure. And for all of you guys who are listening, 
I'll give you a little bit of backstory and then Brian, I'll, I'll let, I definitely want you to continue telling us your experience. So <laughs> Brian was right. I pushed for three hours and with that much pushing a lot of times with that much compression on the baby's head, it's very normal for baby's heart to decelerate. So I was having a lot of D cells and, you know, they were, my midwives and doulas were having to move and rotate me to make sure that our son was in a, in a good, healthy position as I continued to push. And so after a while, my midwife was like, you know what, we have to call the hospital, Nina, I'm sorry. You know, we need to call someone to take you to the hospital because, because this guy's just not wanting to come out because he was asynclitic. And so, as Brian said, the fire department came to go and take me to the hospital. But I was bound and determined to get that kid out, all eight pounds, six ounces of him. And so as they were coming up the stairs, he came out. So, but Brian, I'm, so while I was laboring, like, what was that like for you at home? Like I said before, it was just nice being at, at home and, and being comfortable and, and, in our bedroom. And then was it weird seeing your wife, like (laughs) making all these primal noises and changing positions and hanging on you and all of that? Like, what was that like going through labor experience like for you? Well, because we took that class, it didn't, it wasn't like, Oh my God, I can't believe she's doing this. It was expected. I was just like, all right, well, this is how it's supposed to happen. So I'm just kind of going with the flow. Yeah, that part was, uh, you know, there was no issue. I, I guess it's a little ignorance too, because like you don't necessarily know. Like, you think everything's going well. You're not. You don't think that like, hey, something's not going the right way. I mean, like I said, with the fire department walking up, I just felt that was. I felt like they looked at it and they were like, "Oh wow, like, what is going on here?" And so. It was a little, I think a little bit, a few of them were shocked. I mean, obviously home births are, are nothing that's like super rare, but yeah, I could tell that was maybe, maybe a couple of those guys, their first time to ever see that. But I mean, especially after Liam was born, it was just so nice to be at home. Like we weren't in some hospital, we weren't in an unfamiliar place, we could you know, just be in our home and and take care of our our new son. Yeah. Yeah. That transition already having like your refrigerator with all of your favorite snacks, being in your bed, sleeping, all of that. Yeah. It was, like I said, I, I would not, like, I don't want to have a hospital birth because I, I don't want to, sl- <laughs> I don't even want to go there and have to sleep on a couch or a chair for a few days. <laughs> Which I find that so funny that that's the, one of the main things of why you don't want to have a hospital. Well, it's that and, and not having all of the comforts of your own home. Yeah. I mean, you're, you know, it's like you got to, I guess, come home and take a shower maybe once or twice. And it's just, it's a whole lot more to it rather than you're at home. You, you just get to start living your life with your with your new child. Yeah. And now I'm going to go back to, you know, our, our visits with our midwife. What was that like for you going to those appointments? Was it what you expected? Was it different? Like what, what was your experience like going to those prenatal visits? I mean, there was nothing. I didn't necessarily have anything in my mind of what I expected and nothing that happened was like, oh my God, that was shocking. I can't believe that happened. 
<laughs> so everything was just seemed normal. Yeah, and helpful. I and I do like to tell. So most of y'all uh, that are listening may have had, you know, a hospital birth and usually seeing your, your doctor, it's probably like a 10, 15 minute visit. So Brian, you know, our visits with our midwife were typically an hour long. So that's, that's pretty unusual. So that's something that some dads are like, oh, wow, that we only got to talk to our, our doctor for like a few minutes. So did you enjoy like having that time getting to know our midwife and, and all of that? Or what was that like? Sure, it was nice. I didn't know any other any other way. So I was just listening and taking in all the information that she was telling us. Yeah. So what were you thinking and feeling when Liam finally came out and was born? I mean, it was obviously a... Uh, I don't know. It's just a wild, crazy moment. And it's that, that, you know, the, I don't want to say thing, but it's like that thing with that was in your stomach this whole time. It's like finally here. And it's like, well, you're, you're here. I still remember, you know, sitting in the chair with holding Liam and just, I think it was, I had gone downstairs for something and I was coming upstairs and Liam was crying and I was just like thinking to myself like, well, yeah, we, we have a baby now. <laughs> it was kind of a, it's just, you know, that moment where it's like, yeah, this is real. You're, you now have a third person living in your house with you. And then it was Again, being at home, being able to lay in our, our own bed and, you know, because you're mostly like you were constrained to the room, essentially, or upstairs because you couldn't go down. You couldn't walk down the stairs for like a week or two or a few weeks. And so just being able to, to hang out in the in the bedroom and then feeding Liam and I still remember when the Astros were in the World Series and watching that and having them you know laying on my chest and falling asleep and I mean yeah that was that was a great memory mm. and for y'all who are listening the reason why I wasn't able to go down the stairs after birth well one after childbirth you know, you have to remember when your placenta comes out, uh, your placenta is attached to your uterus. And once it, you know, detaches, you have this wound inside your uterus that needs to, you know, contract and close and stop the bleeding. And so stairs is definitely a, one way to not allow yourself to, to heal. So it is not recommended to, to be doing that many stairs immediate postpartum. And another reason is I had a small laceration because I was pushing so, so long. I had a small laceration. It was just a first degree tear, but they wanted to make sure that, you know, it didn't, I didn't even need stitches. And because I didn't need stitches, they were like, just to be on the safe side, just stay in bed. We don't want you to do the stairs. And so I was pretty much confined on our, our bedroom floor, which was totally fine. It was, it was easy, but all right, Brian, my last question for you, what would you tell other expecting dads out there? One, be supportive of your wife. Don't be that dad that I guess is just kind of like hands off and is whatever. Like enjoy that moment because one, like your wife needs your help and your your new baby needs your help too. 
But um, too, like you, you want to remember that because it goes by so fast and you don't want to have any regrets not participating in all of that. And two, I mean, it's okay if you're not a pro when the baby's born. I don't, I don't know that anybody is. And I mean, I, I certainly wasn't despite even just being around you and all that. And I feel like you're your instincts just kind of kick in as well. It's hard to describe. Like you can think like, Oh yeah, my, you know, my, my wife's pregnant. Like I'm going to have a baby and you're excited for that. But like, it's, I don't know, it's a different kind of like love whenever you have a, a child or a baby. I mean, it's, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's almost hard to, it's like, you didn't even know you could love something that much. And then just seeing them and, yeah, it's, it's it's just such a great, great experience to go through. I don't have necessarily like advice that I can give a dad like, hey, do this or that other than what I said is just try to be prepared and be educated and, and be there for your wife and um, enjoy the moment. And um, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. I love that. Thank you so much. Well, Brian, you did it. You survived your first podcast. What do you think? <laughs> I'm a pro. Guess I'm gonna start charging for my my services from now on. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for you know opening up and sharing your experience with with all of us about you know what it was like becoming a dad. So thank you so much for hopping on here. Of course. And for our listeners, we are always thankful for you guys to, you know, listen to our, our episodes. We hope you enjoyed this one. It's a little different. Again, usually our, our podcast is called Chick Chats. So this one, I guess, is like Chick Dude Chat. I don't know. But <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this and hope that you guys had a wonderful Father's Day. We'd love for you guys to share your experiences with us of what happened with your partners. So please go to our Facebook page where we'll be posting today's episode. We'll also be answering everyone's questions in the comments. And and if you haven't already, please subscribe to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest at the Baby Chick. And of course, visit our website, www.baby-chick.com. <laughs>